in the club, Mr. Warrior. They're waiting for you. Ooh, Tom, is that a new beanie? Ooh. How about a dance later? I will dance! Hola! Hey, caramba! Tom G! Hey. You come on my Mexican radio! Mexican radio! Ooh. I'm an ocean! Hi, Tom! Ooh. Do you remember me? Hey. <laughs> Ooh, how about me? Well, if you play your cards right, big boy, you'll be getting to my pandemonium. That's right. You can go to Megatherian and back. Get some more (laughs) tales tonight. Oh, hello, Atangji Warrior. You come to do Oriental Masquerade? Hey, you're the only one that liked that. Hey, Tom. So why don't you stick around? Well, he ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> yeah? Okay. He's got time for bloody pussies. <laughs> Ooh, Tom. It's Judy from the makeup store. We missed you today. I brought your island with it. Ooh, baby. I'll pop your cherry orchard. Hey! We're ready for you, Mr. Warrior. Your beanie looks fantastic. Your eyeliner, it's never been better, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Hail Chaos! Why, thank you, Mr. Warrior! <laughs> Ooh. I am Reaper. Welcome to Hellcast. I am Eddie Satan. Welcome to Hellcast. Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust will be joining the show. And no, it's not a rehash of the interview that we did a while ago for those veteran listeners. It's this will be more to do with Yellow Goats. Right? Yeah. So, which is that. Toxic Holocaust, it sounds like. <laughs> Pretty it's much. Great stuff. But. <laughs> well, I'll ask him later. Yes. Because you don't get Maybe any. I will, too. Maybe you will. Maybe you will, Eddie. Maybe you will. That's right. And speaking of guests, one of the past guests we had on Hellcast before was uh, Mike from Witch Cross. And one of the things that a lot of people have been waiting for is the box set. Which is fantastic. Yes, the three CD and single DVD box set, which is basically music-wise the same thing as the LP box set that came out a few years ago on Hell's Headbangers. Well, now this CD set comes with the same musical content with the addition of a DVD which features a rare show from 
Eindhoven, which is Netherlands. That's a great show. That's a great. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's, two hours long. Oh, it's and, awesome. And uh, it's, it's got some show. really cheesy music videos that cheesy you must, good. Yes, that you must see they're for so, yourself. Yeah, they're and entertaining. The best thing of all, though, it has a, pro- a professional menu and just the, the, the whole packaging deal that like it was really professionally done and reaper is good at doing packages so thank you eddie <laughs> you know what kind of package i was oh, i was gonna Ooh. get i was gonna get to that i was gonna like kind of hint to like the clever people to figure out that i was the man responsible for the dvd but oh, well, uh, i just said you like doing packages oh shit how did I know? Anyway, uh, so that's that is now available on Hell's Headbangers and more Hell's Headbangers news. Impious Baptism, Wrath of the Apex Predator, CD, LP, and there are some shirt designs. They are now available. Get them. If you liked what you heard last time, get them. If you haven't heard it, but you're an impulse buyer, get yeah. them. That, that's me, right? I think you're... Yeah, into me there. <laughs> you have money, and you don't know what to do with it. Pretty much, but you like metal. Get them. <laughs> and yeah, related, you might like the CD. All right, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah. Get it for a friend. That's right. And another related news: Hell's Headbangers has signed the side band. Well, actually, not so much the side band, but the other band, the band, the predecessor to. Impious Baptism, Nocturnal Graves. Many may have heard of them. They're going Ooh. to do a new album, <laughs> which will ha- feature Shrapnel from Destroyer 666 on guitar. It should be devastating, and it will be out fall 2003. The recording is almost 2003 done. 2003 or 2013. And he shut the fuck up. I'm in the middle of telling about the goddamn thing. 2013, isn't that what I said? You said 2003. Well, maybe it already came <laughs> ten out. Ten years ago. Maybe it came out ten years ago. Fuckers <laughs> have a flying saucer that goes back in time. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in history, people in the Middle East have fucking had it with bullshit and no metal. And the people of the United Arab Emirates have said, fuck this, we are bringing metal to Dubai. And we are going to raise some hell. The lineup is going to be Pagan Altar, Headlining, Midnight, Co-Headliner, Death Hammer, Arkham Witch, and Perversion from the United Arab Emirates that will be in Dubai. I don't know when. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Let me find out for you. (laughs) I got to download the flyer. (laughs) I was like so psyched about doing it. All right. It's coming October 4th. Venue TBC. I don't know what TBC means, but I think they mean TBA to be announced. And if you're not 21 years old or older, you're a young fuck and you can't get in. Thank you. <laughs> you know, actually, oh, and, uh, and there's a side thing. There's going to be valet camel parking for it. So, all right. <laughs> Does it really say that? <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, Sammy, I can't pronounce your last name, from Less Wankery. More Necromancy Zine and Productions. Props to you. Congratulations for your first show. I think that 
much like the rest of the world that doesn't get much metal, that will be a big hit, and I hope it goes over well for him. And honestly, I hope that next time you would be a little more considerate and ask for Crucify Mortals. I mean, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> I want to go to Dubai. They have a cool-looking skyline, and I've never been to the Middle East. So, what the fuck? Uh, that's all the shit I have to announce. So, it was actually really fucking funny because... I was on Facebook. I didn't have anything to check email-wise, so I was on the shitter, and I was just like, fuck it. I'll Isn't that it. weird? That's where most of my Facebooking happens. <laughs> yeah, sitting on the sh- and I'm on the shitter a lot, so. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't normally check that crap. No pun intended. But it was like, yeah, I, just, you know, I don't know what else to do, so let's pull up the phone and see what people are talking about. And goddamn, most of the shit is just shit. Yeah, it's, my, it's my, my, my kids shit, at this know? or whatever. It's like, fuck. Yeah, but there was one that was really funny. I don't know who the fuck the fella was, but um, I guess it was like someone famous, but he like posted a picture. He's like, me and Ozzy Osbourne. I love his music. He is my hero. And it was a picture of him with Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. That's great. Because I, I, look, I looked at it, though, and I, like, I, I double-glanced. Has Ozzy changed that much? Like, I honestly, no, I read it. I was like, who what? You don't I, read, I read I read it again and I was like that, wait wait. Me with jeans. Wait. What? No, what? That, like what, what? You don't spell Gene O Z Z Y. Yeah, and then I was like that's Gene, what that, that, that's Gene Simmons. I, I I don't get it. And I was like <laughs> oh like I mean, I just maybe didn't get it. I, just, I didn't think anyone could be that dumb. Was Simmons, I don't know. No, I, I didn't think that anyone could be that dumb and it's like Okay, all right, all right. I mean, you know, I, I just kind of thought it would be, maybe you don't know what Ozzy looks like, but I just kind of thought He doesn't that look like Gene Simmons. He doesn't look like Gene Simmons, but I, I also thought a, a, another dead giveaway was the absence of the English accent. Oh, or and I, th- I figured that most people right. know that Ozzy talks like he has shit in his mouth. He talks like he's been on prescription you know? medication yeah, exactly. So you're just kind of like, dude... <laughs> And it's kind of funny because I've I haven't so much come across that personally, but most like you know I love your band. You're like great, and you do this and that. You're like, you don't fucking like my band. You don't even know shit. And it's just great, and it's relieving to know that even bands as big as Ozzy get the same treatment. So yeah, yeah. well, even today in the gym, somebody was mentioning something about. I was not in this gym, by the way. No, he wasn't. But yeah, someone was like, "That's a great shirt," and I can't remember who it was. And I was like, "Hey, do you know these guys?" No, it's just a cool shirt. Which I guess that's yeah, cool that you say that, but eh, eh maybe that is kind of cool. Someone likes the shirt; they don't know the band, so what? I guess. A latest submission to us. This is Malachor with Black Dog's Lair. <laughs>
we direct our attention to Sepultura, and we ask a rather simple question. What is that question, Reaper? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) I'd say they got influenced by trends. Not so sure. Maybe they influenced those trends. Possibly. You never know. But as young men... They're pretty pretty influential, I should say. They started out, and they did an EP under the title of Morbid Visions. And much like that style, they went on and did Bestial Devastation, where things started out like this. Did I say they had a EP called Morbid Visions? Yeah, that's actually, I believe, an LP. Yeah, yeah. I get but the, anyway, regardless, yeah, it's, I get it it's, two it's very good. Like, a lot of character, sloppy, uh, raw American death metal, very raw, very... Yeah. Aggra- <laughs> I, I kind of wonder what kind of guitars and amps they're using, because it sounds very raw. But, yeah, a lot of character I what, there, I think. I, I like it. It's very cool. I wonder what most, like, Brazilian stuff really uses because it's always like sloppy that's kind of like the signature style but yeah yeah you know established especially back in 1980 whatever that was you know yeah this well they established you know a raw 1986 yeah but um a, a raw sound nonetheless i mean whether it be brazilian or not which most brazilian stuff or south american rather is usually sloppy or stuff like that in, in so, a good sorry, way guys. sloppy but because it, it, um, it, so it has a lot of character. a lot of times I, in a very bad way though too. Some, yeah but I'm, <laughs> this in particular is yeah but you know but then they found their roots they found they got a little bit more technical i guess or just figured out how to play a little bit better and moved on to schizophrenia of what they established earlier only a little more refined with better musicianship and by doing so it, it, it tended to be more a little more thrash but, but it was I, still heavy dark raw kind of yeah. in your face fucking, right uh, you know 
Exactly. Straightforward, for, for lack of a better word, I guess. And I believe that was recorded at Morris Sound. And I got to say, that sounds a fuck of a lot better than most of the shit recorded at Morris Sound. Oh, man, I just made some enemies. <laughs> oh, but progressing regardless. on then, you know, and That's doing... maybe what they're looking for. Yeah. Oh, no comment yet. Maybe we'll cover that in a future segment. All but right. moving on to when they did Beneath the Remains, their third album. <laughs> Much along the same lines as schizophrenia, you know, established it pretty much good rapage, straight yeah, up kind of metal, almost keep, like mellowing a little. Yeah, but. and keeping the established, obvious thrash roots and pretty much right. enduring and cool and be, riffs, though. And, you know, persisting as a thrash band. And actually, I checked my homework there briefly, and it wasn't recorded at Morrison, but it was mixed and mastered in Florida. It was mixed at Morrison and then mastered at some other place. But as they progressed on to Arise, we got Altered State. That's scary. (laughs) Well, the album cover is interesting. It's pretty cool. delving into the tribal aspect intro wise making their themselves a little more apparent Brazilian just cool I guess yeah at this point yeah and as much as we appreciate that we're going to skip it <laughs> change a little a little a tad bit but an album that is still within 
the sound that they established with their second album as opposed to more revisions which is more death metal like we established and yeah said that's a little more sloppy. they got a little more technical towards the end which right thrash and, tends to be and i think by a rise kind of sort of identified their signature sound like something that you go i hear that guitar i know it's sepultura right. or i hear that voice i know it's max cavalier and then progressing on to progressing is the keyword maybe <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we move on to Chaos AD. And here is one of the fan favorites territory. A little more tribal and groovy, drum wise. Motherfuckers, you ready to fuck this shit up? You ready? What's the thing, Eddie? I you hear like it's hard to put your finger on. You hear this? You, it's like a cool guitar sound, and he's singing okay, but it start. It's just like resembling that chugalugga stuff that started to come out. With this was like um, sometime in the mid '90s, right? It was uh yeah uh '93 to be exact. Yeah, and that's and it the- was. Yeah, it was like Faith the More, I guess, was a little too popular on the radio and starting to collectively creep into this sort of... Right, come on, no, I mean, you, you, you can't rip on them that far yet, at least. No, no, it's not that getting that far, but you know what I'm saying. Right, it's, because at you, least if it's for modern bullshit, this was heavy, it had attitude, and I mean, I don't particularly enjoy it. You know, it was definitely on its right. way. It, it was. It's not direction. awful. It's not awful because you. But you hear it, and maybe back then, in the moment, you didn't quite see what was going to happen. But you were like, oh, I don't know. And it's it's not bad and awful. It's like you said. Still got a little bit of attitude, a little bit of in your faceness, a little bit. Well, I, it's, I, I, it's I, different I, though. You know, it's different than the first ones. It's like the attitude the vibe has changed at this point it's not as directly yes. in your face it's kind of like if someone picks a fight with you like the first three or four records two or three for sure like they're just punching in the face they're not gonna like taunt and go yo what's up motherfucker but by this record they're starting to taunt a little before they like get in your face if that makes sense not that they're 
picking fights, but that's kind of the attitude of the record. There's a little more of a like, hey, bitch, yeah, what's up? Instead of yeah. fuck you, punch. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. And and but in a way, I almost wonder as we kind of discussed that this record is not so much a stink bomb as it apparently is by fans than the fact that douches alike to Slayer really enjoy this as well when it's like Sepultura. This you, you is, mean the douches like in the in the nineties Slayer fans, not Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, well, like, yeah, or the, the the fucking rain and blood people. Come on, let's be frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the people that don't know shit. Yeah, when we talked about it earlier. Those it, are the it's, people. it's the people that see somebody with a cool t shirt well, on. Dude, they go that, buy that, the one record and then that's all they have. Those douches. Yeah, yeah. that well when I was talking about when I went on that rain and blood rant uh, right, a few right. episodes back, that was the same evening. They were fucking raw for territory or like chaos AD. Or th- I think this song. I mean, what is, I mean, actually, this is probably a better example. And it's starting to get that like guitar tone that they had, that new metally guitar tone. Do you know what I mean? And there you go. The style, more or less, with the highs. Yeah. There, that, that rest. There you go. Chaos painted, takes all the streets, composing police, leading the flames. But you know, before I give it, like, tear it a new fucking asshole, as trendy as that thing was, that's kind of why I made that point about the whole Slayer thing, is I think the fan base that followed that was more of the detriment to that, where I think people could have accepted that a little bit more. Granted, yeah, it was more groovy, it was more... I don't know, but it seemingly was more trendy, but at the same time, they didn't exactly change their appearance other well, to that of the other the bigger records, but definitely to that of the fucking right. bestial it, devastation and shit. Yeah, I, I, I think what you I, I always get de- destructions, uh, bestial invasion, right, right. devastation both confused. But uh it, yeah, they changed to that of of though that record to, to the the fucking origins, but for the most part to the thrash records to the popular stuff it wasn't that big of a difference appearance wise music wise a little bit more but i still think that you can kind of say hey these guys are authentic to what they're singing about they aren't a bunch of fucking pussies yeah they're not up there wearing the nike shorts right but the thing is is what i, I think what you're getting at may, maybe agree or disagree with this Earlier, when you would go to a show like this, not not these records, but like say in the eighties, because I, I was alive then. But you would go to a show, and the people that showed up, you'd run into each other, you'd, you'd get into the slam dance pit, the mosh pit, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And if if someone not, they were not there to hurt you, they'd pick you up. In the nineties, it, it seemed like more douchebags showed up, and they wanted to throw an elbow on your head, and they they wanted to 
to like knock out your tooth or or punch in the eye rather than just get their aggression out collectively it was more like they were against each other and that's kind of like the douchebag that started to follow this kind of groove kind of thing is, is that kind of what you were getting at before reaper because that's what i've noticed well, over any, the years that that that's, or just any any band at any point in time that really kind of um found a more commercial success that changed but not so drastically enough to where you couldn't identify with the band and i'm going to continue to use slayer as an example with rain and blood because that was the breakthrough album and that's the band the maybe not so much at the time when it came out but definitely now the album that a lot of people that don't have belong in metal associate with and i think sepultura is kind of the same way with this chaos ad album realistically that it is not entirely horrendous and it's definitely not a I mean, it's a heavy record. Let's face it. it it's heavy. And maybe, maybe people are fucking cringing, going, oh, "I fucking Reaper and Eddie just let me down." Talking about this, but credit is due where credit is fucking presented. I mean, because it, it isn't weak. I mean, it is a heavy record. There is fucking attitude. Yeah, it's trendy, groovy in some form or way. But you know, fuck you, Mister Black War Metal, Black Metal dude that doesn't want a fucking groove of some sort. It isn't. It isn't entirely horrible. It's and not I think, horrible. I think I don't the, like it. I don't think you like it. No, either, right? I don't particularly it's not, not like our thing, it. Right. But I think that the biggest thing that shuts me down to it is the fan base that comes with it. The fan base and the other stuff that was going on in music that right, this got because, lumped into, and you were just like, "Fuck, I right, do not because, want to associate well, with that." Right, because everyone that was like you or I was like, "This isn't horrible," but. Oh, I can see why yeah, up, all the fucking the douches fuck are liking away. it right. and I don't like it that much so I'm, I'm gonna let it go <laughs> and, 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 and maybe that's us being like sheepish by like or the I, I, who knows what the fuck that is but it's like you know what that you get that kind of vibe you're just like ah, ah, ah. but it, this is where the real problem happened okay alright uh Were they using seven-string guitars even then? I don't know. <laughs> what? Is that corn? Wait, hold on. Is that corn? Let me. I'm gonna do the remix. This is what corn would have been, and you could take the exact guitar riffs and make a corn song out of it. Sorry, I fucking heard corn, and it makes me want to like. Yeah, I, I never like that. Honestly, I just want to tear my ears off. It, it's that bad. But anyway, yeah, I always wonder that. So here we go. I am this shitty band that rips off Toys R Us. I'm a bitch boy and I'm a wigger, but you don't know I'm in corn. Oh yeah, let's go. That's how fucking corn is, dude. You ever notice that? Yeah. Like, they'll stop. It'll do, like, a similar rip to that. And then I'll have that fucking shitty-ass singer that they have. He'll start bawling about something and start yeah, rapping. Yeah, you know, dude, there's songs, like, where I, I had friends, and now we're getting off the subject. But he was, like, actually crying, and they were like, oh, that's so artistic. But not, not Sepultura, but, or Sepultura, however the hell the fuck you say it. Anyway, yes, this, this record, yeah. 
I'm really sad that I can report that I know what even corn even sounds like, but I grew up in the 90s and I heard that bullshit. And it's Dude, still you can't to this not day, hear corn. Yeah, man. it's still to this day makes me want to fucking stick whatever in my ears so I don't have hearing anymore because it is that. It is that fucking annoying honestly it is they claim themselves as way or uh gangsta metal and it's like you ain't gangster worse shit and you ain't fucking metal worse shit you just insulted both parties What are those? I don't know. <laughs> and is it me or is it like his vocals kind of changing? They're more throaty than guttural, or is it? Am I like? Maybe it's the recording. I don't know. No. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Actually, now that you pointed out, it yeah, is, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it's, no, no. You, it does. It makes entire. It makes complete sense. It's more like how new metal was. Where they're yelling and then they sing, but, and they're not like, you know, they're not right. getting it's, the no, diaphragm. It's more, into it's it, more maybe, throaty. Yeah, like you said, it's more throaty than diaphragm. Or, well, if you, it's you, not as guttural. There's not as many balls, as much balls behind it. Not as much spine or something. Again, it's probably something very subtle. Maybe people out there are going, "What the fuck is Eddie talking about?" Or maybe no. they're going, "Yeah, I get it, dude." And, and maybe they're saying, hey, "Fuck off, Eddie. I don't care." But there's something no, I think, different about. Shut it. up. <laughs> I think that's your fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> you stop ex- deeming yourself fucking unworthy with your good good example. As I unplug my fucking headphones, you were beating around a bush, so I had to set you straight. Anyway, yes, you had a good fucking example. That is, it's more throaty than it was like diaphragm or guttural or whatever whatever word you wanted to use because, yeah, that's always the difference that I was kind of in sort of my head when it comes to like ripping on shit, like going like, what? there was a difference, but I can't word the difference. And that is the difference is that, you know, something, let's just use Sepultura when they were were on on the thrash stuff. It was more just from the diaphragm, a little more natural sound, like yeah. he's just a pissed off guy. Where this one seems where it's like, yeah, it's just this dude yelling, and it's, it's seemingly angry because he has to be rather than naturally just being a pissed off guy with that kind of voice. I don't know. It, it exactly. goes back to, I think, that same thing I was hitting on before where it's like, I could visually do it, but like it's like, fuck you. I'm, I, you punch you know what i mean instead of like fuck you motherfucker stepping back why don't you take a swing you take a swing no you take a swing you know what i mean and not not that any of this has to do with fighting but the same kind of attitude behind it you know what i mean it's like the earlier stuff seems like it was like and you're yeah fuck you and, and fuck you and we'll run you over and fuck this shit and but the other it seems like the attitude changing like well fuck you man and then step back instead of step forward and that's kind of like what i hear in the vocals there's yeah. no stepping into you through you through the backside of you and then into the next guy it's hey let me give you a little shove and then step back maybe i'm wrong but that or like the earlier stuff was truly angry or they they had a way of expressing it and being it 
where this is more or less like, well, we're really not that angry, so I don't know. I'm just going to roar, just, you know. Yeah. And that's how you do angry, you know, and that's why it comes off your throat rather than your diaphragm. I, I, I don't know exactly the performance reason to it, but I just thought the way that you worded it was the correct way to identify the difference. Yeah, you know, for their sake, maybe they were just like, let's do something different. Maybe they were like, let's follow the trend. This is what's cool. It, I don't know. Who gives a shit? They did what they wanted. Hopefully they like it. I don't uh, I don't know about that. But I just wondered, like, because that's kind of a thing of, like, bands that were from the 80s to the 90s, especially ones like Sepultura, where they had, like, a first record or an EP that wasn't exactly established sound-wise. So then they did kind of sort of a sound and then they progress to one thing and actually the biggest fucking thing that makes me wonder actually no this this is actually something that pisses me off because (laughs) you think about it it's like no because they did if you could see his face guys you know why i was because he's really he's really pissed well the thing about this shit think think about this because this is what pisses me off and makes me like no you fuck you because they did okay so let's say everything i just said take a deep breath through your nose and get it out it's it's the fucking show dude i'm gonna let it all out so like like I said, they didn't have an established sound for their first record. Then they do get signed, and then they put out two albums that are very close in proximity to one another, establishing a sound for themselves, a reputation. Two fucking albums. That's an attitude. Kinda, yeah, right. No, I'm not. Fuck the attitude. But two fucking albums. That's your sound. That's your presentation. That is your fucking band. That's what you sound like. Then they do a third album. Pretty much the same thing. Introducing a little bit different stuff. That's fine. And then all of a sudden, 90s hits. Bing, start to get a little bit different. More jumpity jump. And then all of a sudden, keep going down that. Keep going down that. Fucking fall down that well. Never come back. Why? What? I don't get that. Because like you started out as one fucking thing. You were passionate about that. That is how you came into metal music. And you abandon it because why? Because money was thrown in your face? That's probably what it is. You know? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's dude it, pussy. It, it, who knows? It isn't. It but, isn't. But if anyone's that fucking weak-minded, fuck you. Right. I don't want to buy your stupid fucking record. You don't deserve that money. You could earn that money by being yourself. Because you have a song, Inner Self, my inner self. Well, you know what? Your fucking inner self is a goddamn poser that fell victim to the 90s. Jumpity jump. Let's influence fucking corn bullshit. Brazilian tribal metal roots. Bloody roots. I mean, that's shit. And that's what all those trendy goddamn pieces of shit that are sitting at the bar going, I love Rain and Blood. They hear that and they go wild for that too. This is heavy, angry music. Like, oh, Rain and Blood is. It is. That's a different discussion. Right. right. But that's the same shit that this, those same people that don't belong in metal relate to this crap. And it's just like, you know what? I can see when a paycheck is very tempting. And I haven't exactly, in my musical endeavors, experienced a very tempting paycheck to know how it feels. But at the same time, you can imagine at some point the paycheck is probably dwindling down. Like when they got, like when Max Cavalera went Christian and he quit the band and then his fucking 
brother quit the band. The people that kind of sort of, I'm pretty sure, started the band, and then they get the black dude from America because they're a Brazilian band. Let's get the black dude from America. And then they start doing other records and stuff. And you would think that something would give, but no, they keep going at that same style that... I mean, how could a band that started at one fucking thing then did, you know, change a tad bit on a mainstream level, let's say kind of sort of, because they were signed to a label, you know, Roadrunner Records, that was big at the time, did two albums and then a third one that was pretty much in the same realm, and then all of a sudden they they stick to something that's total bullshit to any of that. That's four fucking albums if you count it. Like, how do you defy all that? How do you go against that? Like, how do you even go against that? That Those are your roots. That's what you were once passionate about. I don't fucking get that. Like, what? And, and, and realistically, you were a band. That shit didn't exist. There was no fucking corn for Sepultura to be like, well, you know, I was into that death metal stuff, but then I fucking heard corn and I thought his rapping was great. And like, I really got into it. I said, fuck this death metal shit. That didn't exist. No, it didn't. They it- were the ones that started doing that shit. So how the fuck, where was that to, to abandon those roots? Who, you know who I mean? knows, dude? It's like when when you see that interview with Gary Holt, and he goes, "If I had it to do all over again, I would slap that fucker in the face." Did you see him in 1997? <laughs> well, shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> all right. And, and when he said, "He God said, damn, it stinks in here." By the way, I yeah, uh, Eddie noxious fumes. So when oh. he said, he goes, "If I had it to do all over again, I'd go back and I'd keep writing about killing people." And maybe these guys are, but I know what he's talking about. It's not necessarily about writing about killing people. It's that same, just direct in your face kind of let's go at it but unfortunately the trend in fucking grunge music which all those pussy fucking bands they're there oh i'm gonna whine and i'm gonna shoot myself in the face because my stomach hurts fuck you my stomach hurt and they ripped my guts out and put them back in twice and i didn't fucking shoot myself in the head the mentality i think collectively just around the world and music changed and and a lot of people they changed there was there that whole direct kind of just go right at these people kind of went away because collectively it did go away you'd go you know it, it's like it was going like a, at them it was be with them right right there was there wasn't an attack it was i don't even know that it was a positive collective thing it was like a well you know like hey, if anybody could see the motion i'm doing that might what hey you fool fuck you oh, fuck no God. fuck you and it's like ah come on just no fuck you get away from me and Keep fucking walking straight down the sidewalk instead of looking back to see if your if your buddies are tagging along or not. Because I, I experienced that with friends. Sometimes it was very difficult dealing with that shit. Well, it's just bullshit. Right, to, right. To, to, to sum it up, bringing up Gary Holder at Exodus, changing their style. I'm going to go back and yeah, if I could do it all again, I'm going to kill people and blah 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 blah. Whatever. Blah. Right. What right. the fuck he said. I have no respect to that because it's like, well, why didn't you have the fucking cojones, the balls, the whatever, the man? to know that hey we're a band that defied everything that was bullshit at the time but then we became the defied right i just don't fucking get it i, I and don't sepultura's a goddamn great example of that because that's what the fuck they became and that's what they stayed and that's what they are to this fucking day and you know why because a fucking paycheck is good people are a bunch of pussies because they don't see that being yourself could have been what made them the money they were doing all right they were being themselves 
They got a records contract, but you know they probably fell victim to it, and that's the fucking bullshit. It's the paycheck. It it's the fucking yeah. yeah. And so Max Cavalera came on. He was started blowing Jesus and started crying because some dude that I guess is his son, but didn't have the same last name to him and all this crap. He went on and he did Soulfly, something that was really rap. And Ooh, then they got a rap. then and then I ironically enough that. they got some black dude in the band and he wasn't rapping. I don't get how that goes and that really kind of sounds seemingly racist. Sorry about that, but <laughs> it is kind of the way things go. So, but then they did this album called Against with Floaters in Mud. Hey! Oh, 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 oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Jesus, you're gonna piss everybody off. <laughs> it's tribal. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the tribal. It just doesn't belong I know. in this style of music. Right? And well, then that, that guitar. That. I will collect my thoughts here in a second. This song's taking forever. Wait, hold on a second. Let's get to the point, folks. So what? No, to to comment on the the tribal thing that you said is, you know, actually, I truly, honestly, don't find that the tribal thing is a detriment or stupid or in any way, shape, or form. And actually, I think it would have been kind of cool if uh, they did went that from the be- that into something more. No, they did that in the beginning, and then like did death metal records and stuff because, like, well, like a band like Nile and shit, yeah. like they're all about like ancient Egyptian stuff, and they all like put that kind of stuff into the thing. So like. By all means, why not Brazil? And like Brazil has a lot of history and tri- tribal stuff, and they do, uh, yeah. And, and, and so, <laughs> like that, that would be interesting and it'd be cool. But that changed their style, and there's a very iconic like that whole wah thing at the beginning. Yeah. Dude, it makes me want to throw my wah in the fucking Lake Erie. Well, it's very '90s and very. That honestly, it sounds it's, like it's very whiny. The it guitar sounds like is fucking whining. corn, and and the it, the guitar is whining. It's not screaming. It's not yelling. It's fucking whining that's my opinion and it makes me want to never plug a fucking wah into my guitar and i haven't in years because i want to throw it in the fucking lake erie when i hear stuff like that which is lake erie is the lake that just north of cleveland ohio Ohio, where we are from and And, you know i shouldn't let it affect me negatively but yeah so i don't want to really delve into the next like 10 albums that really everyone was probably turned off by chaos ad but, you know, they did Roots, Against, Nation, Roarback. Wasn't there Don- supposedly one here in 09 that went back to their Roots quote? I never heard it. Really? I thought I saw that written somewhere, but, yeah, I didn't bother to. They didn't, dude. They I'm got a sure 53% they rating. They had a suck. Alex. 
And then there's Kaoros. So we'll just follow where they are now. <laughs> okay, I was wrong. Pretty much, really, the only props I'm going to give to them is at least they, like, maintain cojones, some balls, and some attitude to this apparent, like, not so much new metal thing, because they kind of, like, found whatever sound with bloody roots in 96 and pretty much maintained that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, what happened? (laughs) Well, and... Like that, like what you just played there. It's again. It's not like awful. Makes you want to back to when we were talking about the douchebags that show up. It's it. It goes beyond that because it's. I, I've dealt with douchebags in the nineties more. Maybe it's because it got more popular. There's more douchebags, but there's something about that style, like that last song you were playing, the riff in it, that that just has that kind of. You, you just see people not headbanging, but doing that that kind of head bob that's different yeah than, yeah and it, it just loses and to beat a dead horse that's straight in your face run you over kind of thing it's more like it's not as driving chugga or and herky jerky instead of just fucking a freight train you know running you over you know what i mean yeah and, and that seems to be what those people associate to rather than like for us and you know Rather than being like someone that's like, oh, we got to have the same fucking thing. I mean, I understand like variance and that's cool, but at the same time, it's like that. Yeah, it's too just like new metally and shit. And honestly, like it's still ballsy, heavy music. I have to give it that. Yeah, I don't like it. Just yeah, it's it's not it's not for us, not for me. No, it's bull. And, and if it's for you, write us and tell us you like it. Tell us to fuck ourselves, and we'll tell you to fuck yourself. <laughs> we will. This is what sums it all up. Is I think that tribal thing, whatever they were doing, could have been neat, original. Then I don't understand why they straight off what they were doing. The thing that they found obvious success with, it wasn't like there was an outside influence to be like, hey, well, we fall in love with this kind of music, and that's what we wanted to do. It was they were influencing the masses with that kind of music. So I don't understand that aspect of it. You know, you could have done something neat with what you established, but instead you went upon what was clearly a money maker. But then again, I don't know. You probably could have made money at the. You know, it would be cool maybe if they're listening. We could interview them and ask. (laughs) They're not listening. (laughs) They're not listening. So I have to ask that question. But if the sepulcher is listening, sepulcher, what happened? We would like to know.
So as I mentioned earlier, that Joel Grind would be on the show and we wouldn't be using a rehash of a previous interview that has been done on Hellcast. Well, we kind of lied because we had a few technical difficulties. We do these kind of things kind of after we do some of the stuff or before. It doesn't always work out that way. Needless to say, we couldn't have Joel Grind do a new interview and give us an update. So here it is. Here's the old one. You don't remember what it was said anyway, so enjoy. I remember back in the early 2000s, I was doing a sort of a webzine called Reaper Metal, and uh, you had sent me uh, the Critical Mass demo, and uh, that was actually my first experience, you know, seeing a band start out from the demo days and then get pretty big, you know, now being on Relapse and all that. Was that something that you were set out to do, was to get on a major label, or did you just pick up the guitar and want to play in a band, and one thing led to another, and you found yourself making a decision whether or not to be on a major label? Yeah, man. I mean, I never, I never had any goals really to begin with. I kind of just started playing, and you know, it just kept, it kept rolling. You know, like I, I would do a demo, trade it with with friends, and you know, other people across the world and stuff. And you know, word would spread, and then I would do you know something else, and then that would spread, and and stuff like that. I always just focus on the thing that is coming up next. You know what I mean? I, I don't try to plan anything in, in advance too far. Yeah, the relapse thing. It was one of those things that it kind of came at a good time because. At that point, I was basically doing all my own mail order for Toxic and stuff. And it, at, at one point, it was actually getting so, like, over the top with mail order that I wasn't getting enough time to focus on music. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was it, it was pretty rough, man. Like, you know, I was I was working, and then I would get off and basically do mail order all night and when, instead of, like, writing new songs and, and stuff like that. So that's kind of when I was like, well, I think it's about time to kind of step it up a little bit with being able to focus on music a little bit more and uh relapse actually uh, was in contact with us first and they gave us uh, a contract and you know i sent it back and you know i wasn't really too interested in signing you know what i mean it was just but i kept revising the contract and you know we, we kept going back and forth and i kind of just it, it worked out to where i it was really in our favor and uh they gave us a really good deal and they've really stood behind us the whole time and you know it's something that I feel like it came at the perfect time, really. Well, that's great. You know, congratulations on that, too. You know, it's always great to just start out and do just something for fun, and then next thing you're it's actually turned into something, you know? And it's still fun. That's 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 the main thing, you know? It's like, it's not something that, that I dread doing, like, oh, man, I got to do another record or something like that <laughs> to fulfill my, you know, contract with a label or something like that. It's like, it's definitely, I still have the drive and I still love doing it. And, you know, I still have tons of more ideas for new stuff. You know, I, it's just always, always coming, you know? It, it feels good because I, I, I really do. I, I feel like I did when I did the Critical Mass demo. You know what I mean? I still feel that's like that same passion for it. So in the early days, uh, every tour, it seemed like you always had a different band backing you up. Would you say that having a different band pretty much in the location that you were going to tour at, do you think that that helped you be able to travel more abroad because you could pretty much self-finance your own tour just being one guy flying out there as opposed to, you know, if you got five guys in the band, that seems it, to be pretty expensive. It really expensive. did, man. Yeah. It was one of those things, like, I was able to go to Australia in 2005. I was able to go to Singapore and Malaysia in 2004. You know, like, I was able to go to Japan in 2006. All that stuff because I only had to pay for one plane ticket. You know, when I was in Japan, we had Abigail as our backing band, and it was perfect for the time. You know what I mean? It, it really helped me see a bunch of new places, meet a bunch of new people. You know, I got the travel the world i got to see a lot of cool places yeah absolutely but now that you were doing all the traveling and stuff and and from the old days it even kind of seemed uh on the last album overdose of death first relapse album that is you had uh you had a drummer 
but I, I guess he's just a session drummer because obviously he's not on the the new album Conjure and Command. But uh, yeah. on the new album, I've noticed that you know you open it up, you know Joel Grind, and then such and such, such and such. So are, are these new are these members now of the band? Are they going to stick around, or what's the deal with them? It's definitely a band, man. It's definitely uh, took me this long to find other musicians that I fitted off with this much. Mm-hmm. You know, it took me a really long time, and it, I think a lot of people get the impression that I'm like a like a dictator or something like that with music. I'm really not. I just ask for other people to be as focused and as dedicated to it as I am. It's really hard to find that with other musicians because a lot of people just want to say they're in a band or a lot of people just, just want to get all perks yeah. from it like get fucked up and, yeah. you know, bang chicks and stuff like that, which is awesome, but you got to focus <laughs> on the music first, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of hard work and a lot of people just don't realize that. And There is, man. I mean, a lot of people think it's just a fucking party the whole time and your main focus should be playing the shows, you know, making sure the shows are good, you know, making sure your fans are happy that, you know, you're playing the songs they want to hear and make sure, I mean, you owe it to them, they're paying a a ticket price to come see you, you you owe it to them to give them a good show and be able to, like, play the songs and not be too fucked up to play you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, Uh, that's a very respectable attitude, that kind of, I guess, maybe leads a little bit forward into my next question, because with the new album, that's a little bit, it's... Obviously, a little bit different. You know, it's a uh, you tune lower. There's a lot more double bass, uh, and it's almost more more straight ahead metal as opposed to you know the the punk edge. I mean, it still has the punk edge, but not as strong as I noticed with the past albums. Is this something that naturally happened, or is it something that you kind of sat down and were like, you know, I think we should probably switch it up a little bit? I definitely wanted to go in a different direction with this record because I, I felt like I've done the other stuff. I, I had a bunch of ideas for this new record from playing live so much throughout the for the overdose of death tours and stuff like i knew what i like to play better live and it, it was always the more aggressive like heavier stuff that that was always the funnest stuff for me to play live so mm-hmm. um i definitely focused on that for the new record you know i, I just I, I wanted to do something a little bit more dark and uh that's that's also why i did you know wanted to do the black and white album cover and i just wanted to also in a way i kind of wanted to do something different than the whole retro thrash thing that we got lumped into that I had <laughs> no interest in being a part of. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. we really were way ahead of the curve on that, but we got lumped into it and that fucking wasn't very cool. So, um, Yeah, but I wouldn't exactly say that you guys were retro thrash. You were like the godfather that opened kids' eyes that, hey, there's this great style of music that existed yeah. and, you know, and this is how it looked. And then, you know, everyone, they, they saw, I guess they go, oh, that guy looks cool or whatever. And then they started listening to those bands, you know, all the Bay Area bands and, you know, started putting on the high top sneakers and stuff. And, you know, totally, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess in a way you're responsible. <laughs> In a way, yeah. good or bad, maybe. But I, I purposely—that's another reason we, I get asked sometimes, like, why we switched our logo. Because you know, I used to say toxic thrash metal, and I switched to toxic heavy metal, and that was because thrash was such a buzzword when Overdose came out that I was like, I don't want any part of that. I don't want <laughs> the extra record sales from fucking just having a thrash tag on it. You know, I just wanted to. We do play thrash, but it's like also encompassing a lot more. So it's like punk and right, right. straight ahead. Right regular heavy metal some death metal stuff like all kinds of stuff you know that it, it's not just straight ahead like we don't sound like violence from bay area or something <laughs> like that, you know right and it's like i always thought we were more of german 
trash than fucking Bay Area anyway. But plus, it's like putting thrash on there is almost one of the trends that those bands would do. Is you know you got to say it's thrash. Yeah. How would you describe your experiences being on Relapse as opposed to being an independent artist? It's kind of weird because it's very similar in a way. I think a lot of people have different experiences with being on labels, but I have a really good communication with the head of Relapse, and we are kind of in the same think kind of similar similarly with toxic because mm-hmm. i didn't want us to be portrayed as like cheesy or like portrayed as like again the retro stuff or any of that kind of stuff and we really tried to back away from that and a lot of this you know they have no say in the way our albums sound where we record them who we do for an artist like what our songs sound like they don't like ask us to hear demos of the songs before they release it nothing i tell them you know we're gonna record like for this one i said i'm gonna we're gonna record it ourselves we're gonna get this guy to do the art and they were like perfect man just (laughs) you know send (laughs) send me the copy when it's done and we'll put it out so that's really cool you know that's one of those things that it was important for me to have that control still and that's why i didn't take the first thing that was offered to me you know from any of the labels like it wasn't just relapse like a lot of labels of course i mean it is a business for them you know what i mean and of course they're going to want to make as much money as they can from it but that doesn't mean you have to sign it you know what i mean like people that complain about the contracts they sign they still sign them man you know like right like no matter what you didn't have to sign it you know it's not like you can still continue doing the records yourself if you don't like the deal that they gave you know it seems like they i mean ideally for really what happened to a lot of bands though but it seems like relapse is still living up to they you know they see you they have their eye on you and they kind of think to themselves well hey this guy obviously knows what he's doing and then you sign the contract and it seems like they still honor that whereas opposed to you know some of the bigger bands let's say hey metallica yeah you know they just fag out totally whether that was them or a record contract either way it had happened so in the past a lot of newcomers to toxic holocaust may not know about uh, a side project you did called war ripper could you kind of elaborate a little bit about that? War Ripper was something I did in 2007. I just did a four-song seven-inch back then on Hell's Headbangers. And basically, I did it to kind of show my, my love for Hellhammer and, and Discharge, you know, and I kind of just combined those two. I wanted to do something a little bit more like like crusty punk, but also still have the, the same metal influences that I bring to Toxic, just kind of in a, like filtered in a different way, sort of. But it's really uh, reverb-drenched and uh, distorted, and uh, I played all the instruments on that. I just wanted to do something to kind of get some of my other forms of creativity out that maybe I could have used with Toxic, but I wanted to do it in a different way a little bit. Right. So. Can we expect to see anything new from the band? You know, I, I keep saying that there's going to be new stuff, and I just keep getting fucking swamped with like pouring and stuff, but right. I have so many ideas, man. Like I just have to basically go through them and put them down and record them. You know, it's just one of these days when I get some time, I'm, I'm going to record some shit. <laughs> I have so many ideas. I remember hearing back not too long after the seven inch came out that you were going to do, be doing a split seven inch with uh, evil army. Yeah. And that, that fizzled because uh, the original label that was going to do it took a really, really long time to release it. It was, uh, oh man, it was our friend in the UK. I think it was, called TARDIS or something like that records he changed the name shortly after that but I can't think of what it was but it was the same label that did, did the uh, Tiger Junkies full length he was going to release that but it took him so long to release it that Evil Army ended up releasing the, the 7 inch their their original song that they recorded plus a cover for Hell's Headbangers just for like a, a, a solo single but yeah I still have that War Ripper song but I think uh, if if I was going to release it probably re-record it it would probably make it make its way onto you know another release probably in a different recorded form but 
basically the thing I'm really trying to focus on right now with Warriper is I, I want to do the thing I've always wanted to do with Warriper is to do a mini LP like I wanted to do a six song mini LP kind of like In the Sign of Evil or like <laughs> you know Sense of Death or, or something like that just a right. cool mini LP like that you know and and then I have a lot of split ideas like you know I've talked about doing one with Reaper one with like Dishammer bunch of stuff but hopefully all that stuff will will pan out like i said i have so many songs that i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i could probably record them all and and you know do all the splits and and the mini lp and stuff but and just you, getting time to do it right and you had mentioned uh just now uh tiger junkies uh can you elaborate a little bit about that for people that don't know about tiger junkies tiger junkies is a, a band that me and yazuki from abigail uh started um, it's kind of like perverted punk and metal stuff. It's like really uh, sexual lyrics, <laughs> like fucking alcoholic lyrics. It's kind of cool. Like a lot, a lot of the songs are about like just various tours that me and him have done together, and you know, like us going to Singapore. And it's cool. It's like we actually came up with that in Singapore because the whole time we were in Singapore, they kept giving us Tiger beer, which is I guess the local beer there. And uh, oh, okay. So we came up with the tiger junkies because we were like always essentially tiger beer <laughs> and then the, of course the, the first seven is just called sick of tiger because we got so much of it that we were sick of it but that, that kind of explains i i was wondering i was like that's a little i don't i don't get it <laughs> yeah it's it's the you know, japanese english stuff is always funny stuff <laughs> absolutely so what can we expect in the future for uh, toxic holocaust well we're doing a split with midnight and that's oh, coming up soon yeah we recorded uh midnight and toxic both recorded new songs both originals um and it's going to benefit Japan, like the disaster that happened over there. So all oh, the proceeds are going to go to them. Um, and Relapse is actually putting that out. That's going to be cool because, you know, we got a lot of friends in Japan and stuff. And, you know, it hit close to home for me and Jamie because we, we do have friends over there and we wanted to help those guys out over there. So after that, you know, we got some more touring. We're going to Europe soon, going over there with Trap Them and a band called Curvel Attack. That's going to be really cool. All through Scandinavia mainland Europe and the UK. After that, you know, same old shit, like lots more touring and recording stuff here and there, singles and 12 inches and shit like that. So always keep them busy.
Legend with Ode to the Macabre. You know, it seems that metal is now at a different point in time, even though it was something that was big with rock in general when it was making it back in its heyday. But more so now, it just seems to be a very prime focus, and that's fucking everyone's got a goddamn gimmick. Don't you think, though, that every band, metal band, had some sort of gimmick? No. Whether it was, how so? Give me a band that doesn't have a gimmick. Sepultura. (laughs) What was their gimmick? Exactly. They didn't have a gimmick. Like, <laughs> they, they were just a bunch of guys that just went down, they found success and they went down the thing. And I think that was kind of a thing that uh, the, uh, the forbidden word Metallica introduced was their gimmick was not to, not have, a to have a gimmick. Right. And it was like everyone just like, ah, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to be lazy too and just like do that. The gimmick to not have a gimmick was a great gimmick at the time, but then everyone fell to that. And like, there's so many fucking bands now. It's like, well, we're just a bunch of guys. We're just going to go as we are because that's what we are because metal runs through our veins. So metal will run through our veins on the stage. And you're just like, metal does not run through your veins on the stage. Boredom runs through the veins on the stage because when I watch your band, I'm bored as fuck. <laughs> because so you've got our, nothing. Our- all right, just so go up there and shake your head, you know, uh, and and that's a and lot. What's of, wrong with that? It's Nothing. boring. <laughs> no, a lot. It's boring. <laughs> uh, it's just everyone fucking does that. Everyone's gimmick is not to have a gimmick, and but not then again, everyone. at the same, t- no, not everyone. But it, the I thing mean, a dick no, right no, now. Here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> the underground then to the underground now, realistically, because. There's no fucking filter on it nowadays because anyone There's, can record yeah. whatever the fuck they want because of technology. So now you just have like everything just everywhere. So you can't exactly like filter them out in any way through the means of cash or ability. Because let's face it, back in the heyday, you had to have money or someone that was believing in you to record something, to make something. So, of course, you probably had something going for you, whether it was a gimmick or not. Your music spoke for yourself. And now, not everyone has that, but everyone has that exposure because of social media and all that shit. So we can't exactly identify who or what. And yes, there's a lot of bands that don't have a gimmick, and there's a lot of bands. But there's a lot of good bands that don't have a good gimmick that don't I, need it because their music's so fucking of, good. Of course. And there's some bands with but a great gimmick that have great music. And of then course. Right. Right. But there's a you lot. Get the point. But there's a lot that need one to even get any further to main reach any confidence, or there's just ones that yeah they're pretty good. But they do need a gimmick to make their music more enjoyable to watch live or to be presentable because they don't look cool. Like, let's put it for instance, like the forbidden word of Metallica didn't have a gimmick, but at least they looked, they played the part of metal. Yeah, they did the jeans and the t-shirts ripped up because back then the ripped pants, nobody did that. The, the white high tops and shit. Well, if they did, it had it meant added. Yeah, and it just meant, well, fuck, these are my old shitty right. jeans. We're they now, were like, I bought these and I cut them with scissors. Fuck off. Yeah, we're now. It's not I, like that at all. It's just like, and not to put you down, but you, I'm sure you're going to agree. Where it's like, well, I have short hair because metal allows me to, you know? 
where you have short hair because of your job or right. for whatever reason or you didn't look good in real. I don't know what your reason is. But yeah, my job, basically. And I think that it's just a lot of people use that as an excuse to half ass it. And I don't think it's I don't think it's acceptable. I want to show. I agree. I want to show there are certain bands out there that I bet don't have a gimmick, so to speak, but I would still like to watch them play. But another forbidden word, Ghost. That is the most gimmicky fucking band right now. And the second record, the, the songs I've heard, you know, I'm like, eh. But I'm like, you know what? I want to watch the fucking Papa 2 walk around and talk about the devil. And they've got all these paintings, your know, drawings. Well, that's a good example. Exactly. That's a good example. That's a great example of it's it. It's someone that's running with a, a gimmick, but they're keeping it updated. Right, exciting. Right. It's like a movie, wanting you to keep your eyes on that, and that's great. It's, if you it, have a gimmick, keep it going. Portal's a better example. Let's keep it more underground. I was Portal s- does that too because at one point he's wearing a cl- like at one point actually he was wearing a big ass fucking witch hat on his head, huger than life witch right, hat right. on his head, and there, the other guy is just you know. Just faceless masks with ropes around their neck in suits. More like a very antique look. And then they kind of updated their look. Not so much the whole band, but the singer is always the front point. Like Then he put a clock on his head. Then he was like a, a satanic-looking bishop, much like Ghost, right. which was kind of awkward. It's like, why? You know, that was after Ghost did it. So he's just kind of like, what would you do that for? But, you know, more props to him. They, they, they had that established, and that's cool. you got to keep up with it. If you're going to have a gimmick. But there's a lot of bands that that i think to the contrary of what i was saying it's like you know you need a gimmick to make yourself attractive it's almost as though a lot of people are just concentrate that's all they're fucking concentrating is on the goddamn gimmick and you're just like dude you need to concentrate more on your music (laughs) well here here's a band underground and it's going to be a dead horse here for me too but fucking midnight the the black hoods the the leather coat the no shirts the bullets the belts whether they had the gimmick or not does does the black hood and the black face Make Midnight more attractive? Maybe. We'll never know. We know Athenar. So d- d- does it matter if he's up there and they're up there with black hoods on and the records have the black hoods and, and all this shit? Probably not because their music is fucking awesome. But at the same time, their gimmick, it's so subtle and almost so silly in a way, like in a good way. It's like... It just makes the music more fun. It makes fun. it fucking more fun. Back to the the other forbidden word, ghost. That's what makes that so much fun for me. Uh, some people out there are like, oh, fucking ghost, you're a pussy. This new stuff sounds like disco or ABBA. And it's like, well, maybe, but it's... it's debatable it, whether it's metal. And it's it, Exactly. Maybe it's not metal. And it, probably it's not what I've heard. But moving on. It's like, if you got something and it works well for you, like, Guar is so... That's all you think of. Yeah, It seems to be the show's more importance than the music sometimes. Ghoul is fucking great. Great How fucking awesome is that? The potato sacks, the blood and shit. And our our Cleveland friend, um, won't use her name, she, I remember her sending, um, she she knows everybody. Um, Asian girl, very... Awesome chick. Oh, all right. And awesome, awesome girl here. Okay, great, okay. great girl. And if, if she you're doesn't listen, listen, but that's cool. Probably not. But <laughs> she she told me a story of Ghoul the next day after they played, getting in the, in the, her, in her condominium's pool, and like they they like stained the fucking pool red because of all the sh- the shit that was on. Like they I think yeah. they just jumped in in their fucking shorts or whatever. And well, I stained my shower a few times, from I, dumping blood and shit on me from shows. But yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think. 
it's not such I mean it's not a bad thing it just seems that everyone's fucking concentrating on a goddamn gimmick and it almost seems like well, what's like a negative anonymous. example? Can, can you be anonymous? Honestly, okay, everyone's trying to be anonymous, and it's just like, dude, we don't need that. Write good music. There's other ways about this that you don't need a fucking gimmick. Here's a prime example. Listen to the last ten Vader albums. <coughs> they all sound the same. Now, I'm not saying that, fans, that they sound the same like, man, these guys suck and they can't write a different record. No, 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 no. I'm saying you put album number one of the 10 that I'm speaking of, and I'm not sure if it's 10, but we'll just use that. as It's been a lot. It's been a few, yes. So number one of the 10 to number 10 of the 10, put them on back to back, put them linked together, no space. No introduction that, hey, this is a different album. And tell me, where's a different album? You won't notice. They sound exactly the same. The vocals are the same. The guitar tone is the same. Well, what's your point of that? What's the point of that? I I, I don't know where you're going with that. Well, I'm I'm going to get there. So everything's the fucking same. It's just like, well, dude, you can add more character. You don't need to identify your death metal music as original by doing some stupid fucking gimmick or by going nuts by throwing in some crazy instrument. Why don't you do something like this? Next time, hey, you know, last time we used a pretty straight-up guitar sound. This time, we're going to use an extra pedal to give a little more fuzz, give a little more depth and ugliness. Or turn up the mid-range. Or... Yeah. Okay. Vader's, Vader's a death metal band. They don't have a very ugly sound at all. They could do for an album that has a very ugly sound. Why don't they do that? You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, how, all right. Here, here's another band, another Hell's Headbangers band, Denial of God. They've got somewhat of a gimmick, painting their faces in the, the ghoulish kind of thing. Of course. But their music is fantastic. Goes along with and it. And it's... There, there's a, there's an evolution in their records. The, the latest one, definitely. There, there's some breath. Like it's a breath. It's, it's the same, but it's, it's different. Yes, it, yes, it's the same attitude. It's a breath of fresh air. It's like, huh, that, that's a cool direction. Well, I want to comment on a band like Denial of God, though, because I think using the word gimmick as a I'm not cor- saying they're no, gimmicky, no, but no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no, no, they've no. got the. But as correct as the word gimmick is to associate what their appearance is. I think it's in their way an insult to that band because listening to that band's music and seeing how they are, you can't imagine it any other way. You no, like, you can't. You, just, that, that's, you, you know what I mean? But you're right. It is a gimmick. I mean, right. Nonetheless, that's what it is. And, and, yeah, it sounds, I don't mean it. And, and for them, I don't mean and it. I don't think it, and, no, and, and I don't and think any of the listen, bands I've mentioned. Yeah, no one's I, taking I mean it in, that way. But I, right, I, I don't saying. mean it in a negative way. It's like, would they be the same without that image? It's the same, like when I said for Midnight, would it be the same without that minute? Would Ghost certainly wouldn't be. Um, No, it's a great point. That's a great point. And, you know, when I first heard, say, Denial of God, I never saw what they looked like. I didn't give a shit. But then when I saw them, when I saw pictures of Us 2, I was like, that's kind of cool. Midnight was the exact opposite. I saw them before I ever heard them. I, I showed up for some show at some small place here in the Cleveland area. And I walk in, you know, and they're like, you know, well, coming up next is midnight i'm like you know this is like uh, 10 12 years ago it's a long time ago i care right. it, it was right when they and anyway it doesn't matter they come out on stage and i was like holy shit this is fucking cool not only is the music rocking and they look cool as shit with the shirtless and the, the black hoods inquisition another band you know they're all scary look for lack of a better word and it's like does that add that much 
to the music at the same time it's like well probably not you'd still like them but it does make it kind of cooler in a way what they're doing because it's like yeah that, that goes with it very well right kiss had a gimmick and look how successful they were. Judas Priest had a gimmick. You know, the, the whole fucking simple. leather thing. Very simple. Yeah. Very, you know. Even Iron Maiden. You know, the, the Eddie was a gimmick. And the, the themes of the records. And then them running around on spandex. But not being the hairband. Gimmick. Twisted Sister. I'm, I'm talking right, mainstream right. now. So, so, yeah. so, but so all of them maintained an attitude. It wasn't an act. Of course, it was of course. what they really were. Would you say that there's more gimmicks nowadays than there were in the heyday? It's hard to say. I it think. I think. Say. I think in the heyday, so to speak. I just did the quote thing, which is very annoying. I think in the heyday, the the gimmicks had more attitude. Well, no, I take no. That's that's not even right either, because because the bands today that have gimmicks, so to speak, or, or looks, or don't just go up dressed in jeans and a t shirt, like the ones I mentioned, they have attitude. Hyrax, I think, you know, because they're up there with leather and spikes and shit, and that's somewhat of a gimmick. But that's that's Depends they're, they're, they're yeah. living what they are. Depends how you refine it, really. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. At the end of the day, I, I'm going to go with there's more bands that are concentrated on a gimmick now. I guess to bring it all up is I think a lot of people are more focused on a gimmick because there's a lack of originality in music and it's harder to come up with an originality in music rather than it is with an attractive gimmick. With a, so, with a look or... or yeah, a, uh, because yeah. I, not every look has been done in a sense. But then again... New takes on looks are, those are, are probably easier than new takes on music. Because, right. Uh, agreed. And even though that's pretty difficult in itself, you it, think it, about it, in metal terms at least. But nonetheless, I think that, yes, most... Most bands are trying to do like a gimmick to identify themselves relevant to music rather than just like, but dude, when I put on your fucking record, it's just another overproduced sounding fucking death metal record or whatever kind of music. And it's just kind of like, dude, you could have done this differently. Like the, the Vader example, dude, all your records sound the same. And I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying they all sound identical. I don't know when one stops and one starts. It's just the same fucking sound. It's like... Get a goddamn rap pedal. Make that thing sound a little more raspy. Put a little reverb on the. Do something but that, different. That's, like, that's, you know? that's that's that that fine edge. I think that's very hard for for bands for anybody any walk of life because it's like if you change too much, what the fuck? And if that, you, don't you don't change enough, to. you're covering yourself. And, right, but and that's it's a very what I'm fine line that no, I no, think no, they no, walk. That's what I'm saying is you don't have to change your music style at all. Just change the fundamentals of it. Change your guitar sound. Right, but what I'm saying is is doing that. I mean, and, and I agree. Do, do something different with the next record, but not so drastically different that you lose your identity. And, no. And, and that's a very fine line to walk. Like, even us going through the Sepultura stuff. Or Sepul- I don't think Sepultura. it is. I, I think it is, because go through that Sepultura, first record to the last record, Fucking huge difference, but those those like two two or three there in the middle where we were like I don't know you can't really put your finger on it, but something's different. That's that teetering that I think that it's like oh which way are they gonna go? Are they gonna go? Oh, oh they went the corner out. Do you know what I mean? And, and I, no, I, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. But like I'm gonna continue to use like Vader as an example. Like say like you're saying well the, like you know it's a fine line. It's like I don't think it is a fine line because they could have done everything the same. 
But then they could have been like, hey, you know, bass guitar on this album is more just a frequency. Why don't we give it a little more definition? Why don't we distort it? Right. Okay. All of a sudden, they got a different sound on record. Uglier bass. Same fucking band. You know it's Vader. Just a little bit of an uglier bass. You know, just a fundamental. I'm just, that's what I'm seeing. It's a lot of people, they're focusing on the wrong damn things. It's just like, well, dude, you could do something like, for instance, what, I guess the, the the bottom line point is, like, listen to a band. When you listen to a Vader record, you can tell by that guitar sound, that's Vader. When you listen to a Corrosion of Conformity record, I'm like going all over the place. You can tell that is a Corrosion of Conformity record by that guitar sound. There's, There's certain a, yeah, things that guitar players band. themselves do. Like, or I could play through the same amp as you, and we're going to sound right. different. That, and they will get, like, certain pickups, certain gear that will be right. catered to them. Still's a heavy metal record, but something that they'll do will sound like that. Fuck, Denial of God is a great example, too, because you can tell Astor's guitar sounds like him. It does. And that is what I'm saying is, like... People focus on the wrong goddamn things sometimes because I've heard countless Swedish death metal record after one. I've heard countless, hey, we're going to bring back Thrash from the 80s records. And it's like, I hate to break it to you, bro, but Thrash in the 80s was came back in 2006. Zillions of bands did it. They wore the high top sneakers and had the look that wasn't cool then and wasn't cool. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't cool with the resurgence. And it still isn't cool to this day, but that's what they thought. It's done and gone. You're not bringing shit back. It's, it, you know, they, was, they already tried to bring it back. What do you mean, bring it back? Where did it go? I mean, it never left. I mean, people were still jamming those, right? There's still bands, but that's a different point. I mean, I think the point has been driven very hard. Yes, a lot of people, it's fucking gimmick, fucking gimmick. Let's look, we got to look this way, and it's just like, so it could be simply done. Is your point, your argument is more, the douchebags, they're like, well, if we're going to play this, we got to look this certain way rather than this. This is what we're going to fucking play, and this is how we're going to dress. Fucking take it. Do you know what I mean? Is that what you're saying? Like, the guys that try to fit a certain way and try... It, no, I'm saying that I think that there's a lot of people that they they'll sit down, they'll hear records and a style of music that they like, and then they'll just well, that's what he does, and then they'll get that exact same thing, yeah, and then sound exactly at. like that, and then they'll be like, well, music nowadays is very unoriginal, so we got to come up with a cool gimmick because Vader goes on stage, they just go on stage like this, so we're gonna go on stage and we're gonna dress up. But we're going to sound exactly like Vader. And it's just like, well, you know what you could do is you could sound different. You could be Vader style, but then you could find a guitar sound of your own. Well, how do I do that? I don't know. You can get different pedals. You can do whatever. However, fuck, people get to sound shit right. like their own. And, and, that, and that's it, it, would be it. Because there's a lot of guys I've talked about. With, all right, so you have all these records out there. You have these 10 inches or whatever and the 7 inch and this. These particular ones, I sound, I, I, got I love the sound of it. I got drawers, by the way. I got a, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I got a 45. Um, oh. But it's, <laughs> but it's like, I would ask, I've asked guys, hey, what did you do to get that sound? And then they tell me and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to rip this off. It's it's you put right. it in the back of your head and you go. You educate yourself. Huh. All right. Well, on this record, he used like a really nice amp and then a shitty amp, and it's like you know, you just get the ideas from people, and that's that's the influence. 
And, yes. and, and I, again, that goes back to my fine line, I think. It's like, like I've had friends say to me, I love this band, check it out. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And they're like, dude, I thought you would like this because you're in the heavy extreme music. And it's like, well, there's a fine line between like the overproduced, they're trying, like some of the stuff we've even played and ripped on. It's like, or, or the Sepultura, Sepultura, however the fuck you say it. Some of that stuff, it's like you listen to it and you're like, you know, it's not awful, but it's it's not my thing. And right. I, I can't put my finger on it. And that's kind of, I think, for me, how gimmicks kind of are. And again, the bands I mentioned, I, I was saying whether it's it's a gimmick or it's a look or it's an attitude, I like their stuff. Uh, even, even Kiss, I didn't like the band, but no, what no. a cool fucking image, for, right. especially well, the, in the 70s. Yeah, of course. Ah. Oh, of course. And, and, and that's why they got them big. But, and and, and I, I guess, the, yes, so, so it actually came apparent to me. The, the point I was trying to make is everyone's fucking concentrating on a gimmick. A gimmick. Rather imagery. Than imagery to music. We don't fucking look at music. We hear it. <laughs> so concentrate on making it sound different i'm not saying reinvent it make it sound different you could take death metal the same fucking put your put your put your bass snare bass snare fucking thrash beat and make it sound different get a different guitar tone get a different drum tone get a different style vocal something but you make it sound Use a different. different snare yes exactly that's your gimmick you don't have to reinvent music and that's what i think people fail to fucking see and that's it Nonetheless, we brought up Vader, so might as well delve into Vader. We're not going to delve into anything new, of course. We're going to go into their demos.
Hi, this is Mike Koch of Witchcross. You've been listening to Hellcast brought to you by Hell's Headbangers, reminding you that when you need metal and you're fit for fight, go to hell.